If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and it feels good to be back after our Atwood-mandated monthly break. You'd think we spent that time relaxing by the fire with some hot cocoa and watching every Christmas movie ever way too early. But no, Mitch actually puts us in a cryogenic freezing chamber until we record a new episode. It sounds a little rough, but I tell you what, it's great for my skin. Uh, please enjoy this dystopia responsibly, y'all. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I went down to a local pug rescue and asked someone loading 12 dogs into her car if she would join me on the air. And she is... Kaylin, your cocktail artist... And our guests today are yet another band from the land down under. They're one of Australia's biggest, most magnetic and endearing rock bands, having topped the country's charts and gone platinum more than half a dozen times already. Their debut album, Sunlight, was voted Album of the Year in the Triple J Listeners Poll in 2020, and their single, Booster Seat, from the same album, picked up Song of the Year at the 2021 Arias. And that reputation endures in the States as well, since they just completed a sold-out fall tour across the nation. They're known for channeling the longing of pandemic-era blues into lithe and irresistible rock songs, which are aplenty in their second album. We're going to get to hear all about that in a minute, so get excited. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Spacey Jane to the pod. How's it going? 
Thank you all for being here. This is really Thanks. exciting. Thanks for a great intro. Thanks for having us. Yeah, feeling, really was. feeling good. Most good of my remark. time writing the script is spent on writing the intro. I just I sit at my desk for three hours being like, how can I hype them up? I feel oh. hyped. Yeah. Suitably hyped. I feel hyped. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's hyped? Yeah. So hyped. Good. So hyped. On a scale on a of Monday. one to ten. On a Monday of all days. So because our listeners can't really see y'all, can you just give us your name and what you do in the band so that they can get familiar with your voices? Yeah, for sure. I'm Ashton. I play guitar. I'm Caleb. I sing. I play a bit of guitar. I'm Kieran. I play the drums. I'm Pepper. I play bass and sing a little bit. Well, welcome to the show. Um, like I mentioned, you're the second band in as many weeks that we've interviewed from Australia, and I'm thinking that it's time for us maybe to move. What's the rent like down there? A lot cheaper. Yeah. It oh depends where you go. I mean, yeah. Sydney's not very cheap. Is the rent <laughs> down under? Uh, <laughs> last Australia joke you're allowed. <laughs> Thank you. I had to say it once. <laughs> Who was the other band you had on? Uh, last week, we talked to Stand Atlantic. They were great. A lot of fun. In fact, the episode's out now if you want to go check it out. Pause this episode, go back one week, listen to that episode, and then come back. We'll, we'll sit here and wait. All right. Are you back? Are you back, listeners? Well, I think it's time that we got this show on the road. We need to shake off all these ice crystals from being cryogenically frozen. What has everyone been listening to recently? I've been listening to Alice Phoebe Lou from South Africa. She's very lively and playful, and I love her whole energy and aesthetic. It's very inspiring to me. I don't know if you've heard of her before. I haven't, but this is all going to go on our what have you been listening to playlist. So stock it up. Let's let's have listeners listen to what you've been listening to. That's too many listens. Drew, take out like two of those. <laughs> I've been smashing this EP from a band called Royal Otis, um, also from Australia. Uh, it's called Bar and Grill, which <laughs> a great name for an EP. And yeah, it's just really well-crafted indie rock that I, I guess I can't really get away from listening to stuff that has guitars in it, which maybe is a is a bad thing maybe i should try and diversify my interests but for now this personally is... i don't think so no yeah. <laughs> more guitars you're not listening to enough guitars yeah. um i've been listening to the new whitney album it's called spark it's a very it took me a while to get into it and but someone put me onto it who i really liked their opinion and so i, I forced myself to listen a few times and it's so great hmm. it's like a, a little slower and more like sort of spacious in the first one i really like heart will beat and also spark the title track really cool i've been listening to marlon williams new album he's a new zealand artist he's really 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 cool i think the album's called my boy been loving it it's really special and i saw billy strings a bluegrass artist play at a festival recently i've been having a bit of a bluegrass moment too i mean he's pretty cool as well we love a good yeah. bluegrass moment i've been listening to wrong side by mr wives kind of obsessively it's sort of a track describing how I feel that like it's, it's kind of like the idea of, you know, when you get older and everything kind of slowly starts to change, your friends have different priorities. You don't have as many friends anymore. Everything just kind of slowly just feels a little bit lonelier, but we're still moving along and we're still getting through life and we're still going. I'm noticing a pattern over the weeks of like the type of music you're listening to. I've been do depressed. You, we know this. Do you need a hug? I always need a hug, Anthony. We went over this the first time you brought me on this show. I'm just I'm just and a no one, sad, sad mixologist. Listeners, drop into our DMs on Instagram. Please give Kaylin a hug. The hugologist. That's my new title. What have I been listening to this week? I've actually been listening to this LA band that we saw recently called Apperson. 
We were at the Love Song Bar in downtown Los Angeles. We were there to see friend of the show, Crooked Teeth, and this band called Apperson opened for him. They are a Asian-American quartet. They kind of play melodic punk rock is the way I'd describe it. It's kind of like, they sound a little bit like Say Anything, that brand of emo, but they kind of mix in early 90s alt rock, like Gin Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls, and some of Weezer at their best. And they sound great recorded. Like I went and listened to their EP, but man, they just really come alive in, in person. And they kind of straddle this weird space where like Love Song Bar can hold like 30 people max. It's tiny. And so it, it feels, yeah, it feels like really intimate and just energetic just being in that small of a space with this band that's just going wild so i kind of think that that's the best venue for them because of that intimacy but they definitely need more of an audience i think like i I looked at their facebook bio and and they wrote like this is really just a side project but i'm like no this should be this should be a big thing go listen to apperson everyone let's get them out of their shell yep let's get them up to the headlining spot If you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, check out our YBLT playlist on Spotify. YBLT stands for what have you been listening to, but we've really leaned heavily into the BLT part of this. So look tasty. It is a tasty playlist and you'll know you found it when you see a sandwich floating in space. And we update it every single week with picks from me, from Kaylin, from Nisaya, from Drew. And we got someone new who's been contributing recently. Who is that person, you ask? Well, just tune in next week to find out. But in the meantime, we've kind of been outside this bar all night. Well, all morning for y'all if you're in Australia. Am I allowed to make Australia jokes still? No. (laughs) Okay. I had like a whole thing about like we have the bar in two places at once and they're quantumly entangled. That sounds like fun, but we could have all been in the same place, guys. Oh, yes. For listeners, (laughs) Spacey Jane are in Los Angeles right now. We are in Los Angeles. And yet we're on Zoom and we're unable to enjoy the cocktail together. And I am sad. Yeah. I'm sad too. I'm we're lost heartbroken. in our translation moment. I yeah. Think. <laughs> and I, the funny thing is I drove like half an hour to get to where the band, the rest of the band is staying anyway. Like with no traffic, it takes about 30, what, 20 to 30 it's minutes. 20 minutes 20 anywhere minutes. in Los Angeles if there is no traffic, which is only at midnight and 10 a.m. I think it's actually between <laughs> 11 and 12. Like that is it's that not, is the because eleven space. o'clock is when everybody's going to the clubs. Twelve is when everybody's already gotten into the club, and ten a.m. <laughs> is when everybody's sleeping still because they're too tired from the club. I was getting I was in a car going to the airport at two a.m. on Sunday morning, like a month and a half ago, and the traffic was so bad because it was like <laughs> everyone going home from their mountain. It was wild. It was like like peak hour. Thank you, General Motors, for dismantling our robust public transit system to force all of us to drive cars. It's not this type of podcast, though. I will not be on my soapbox for this one. I need a drink. Let's head into this bar. Y'all, did you bring any sort of ID to show our bouncer today? Yes. Absolutely. We did. It's all very important. Um, who's going to go first? Do you want to you you hear what it is? Yes, please. Mine's actually kind of would get me into some bars, specifically bars that we're playing, because it's the Spacey Jane, Here Comes Everybody, AAA North American Tour 2022 Laminate. Um, I have a box of every laminate and everything we've ever, like every sort of like accreditation we've ever gotten for a show or a festival. So that's what I brought with me. It kind of looks like ID as well. How big is the box right now? There's probably like 80 or so passes in there or something. But there's also, it's just got also got other personal stuff in it as well. It's, it's too heavy. It needs, I need another box. Put that box inside another box. Yes. Marie Kondo that <laughs> shit. 
Um, I guess I'll go next. This is this isn't really too far away from what what you've got. I've got the um the little souvenir key ring that I got at Kings Island in Ohio at the start of this tour when we went to a theme park, and it's a little photo of Pat, Caleb, and I on a roller coaster. Oh wow! How cute! Worst photo screaming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, Orion, which is the biggest one. Apparently, it's called a Giga Coaster, which is hilarious to me. That, yeah. It goes 95 miles an hour when it's going down there. Oh. I oh, was terrified of roller coasters until this year, basically until this experience. And now I'm somewhat obsessed. So, yeah. And we did you it go hard, you can't go back. Now you have to go to Six Flags while you're in LA. Really? I honestly really want to go. Like, uh-huh. and also to Universal. But... Is Six Wives where you're upside down? In yeah. Place? Oh, yeah. They have so many all, roller coasters. All the at directions Six Flags. upside down, backwards. They have the feet dangling ones. They're the ones that drop you. All of it. We could have done this there. <laughs> Might have been a little loud. You know, aside right now, we tried to schedule this last month when you were at the Terragram Ballroom, and your publicist was like, Can you come to the venue and record there? And I'm like, I don't know. We have a lot of supplies we need to bring. Are they going to let us backstage with like everything we need to make this cocktail? Yeah. You could get behind the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably would have had all the stuff you could yeah. have just used already. <laughs> just push them out of the way. Just move out of the way. I need to borrow all your shit. Tell me where it's at. <laughs> it's actually kind uh, of interesting when you go into like someone else's workspace. Everything's organized in a different way than you're used to. It's terrible. They need to fix that. It should all be the same. It should be everywhere. standardized. Standardize the barbacks. Peppa, you got something you want to show us? I am bringing lip balm because I like to have hydrated lips. And if you're going into a bar and you want to be kissing people, bring lip <laughs> <Which> balm. You... <laughs> <laughs> to kiss all the people you want. <laughs> when I look at you one in five times, you're putting lip balm on. <laughs> Is that even when you like look at her five times in a row? It's... I should probably drink more water. Instead of just put lip balm on all the time. But. Uh, my business partner prides himself on going through one tube of lip balm a week. No. Yeah. Does he just eat it? That's, his That's wife so told me that recently, and I'm like, excuse me? What? I, like, I like that you ask first, does he eat it? With the jerk with lip balm. Just grease marks up in his cheek. I honestly thought I went through lip balm fast. I've, I'm more like a month-long lip balm person and that sounds excessive the funny thing is i've never seen him put lip balm on yeah he must be he, eating it he's, he's eating, eating it, it. <laughs> nom 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 so did that get us in oh i think we have one more don't we oh uh, yeah I've got one of the, my memento id thingo is my a bracelet that i got on this tour from a fan i'm wearing right now it says mindset on it you know oh, wow. just Mm, that's cute. You always in your grind set. Yeah. So my mindset, my grind set. Ashton, the biggest hustler of the band. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave you. With that. One in five times I look at you, you're pumping weight. Got <laughs> <laughs> one AirPod in. I'm getting a, a good idea of what the Spacey Jane tour bus looks like right now. It's just Peppa putting on lip balm and Ashton pumping weights. Mm-hmm. The back lounge is actually just a. It's converted into a gym. <laughs> We're doing one side lip balm collection. <laughs> He's only ever doing bicep curls. It's left or right. That's it. Yeah. He only it's has just... one. He only has one weight. It's all that you could get in the luggage. And it's just jacked biceps and everything else is skinny. <laughs> I, I'm big lip balms that I use. 
Mm. We can think about that while we get something to drink because I am thirsty. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a while. <laughs> what's what's on the menu tonight? Yes, we got to check it out. But first, we need to put on some tunes. Um, to yes, I know, but it's a tunes and tumblers, and let's get some tunes going. Drew, can you do me a favor? I think we need to hear "Here Comes Everybody" by Spacey Jane, which is out now on a wall. wow who wrote that song it was good always good when you like your own music right so while caitlin is making that cocktail i just want to say something about this album really quick like i'm gonna kind of get this out of the way right now i think with most music coming out this year it's hard not to look at it as a reaction to this widespread trauma that we all live through and every week i'm like okay i'm not going to talk about covid don't say it no and i end up talking about covid But, you know, it's this lens that we kind of filter everything through right now. And even though you wrote this album during this during the pandemic, it's not a pandemic album. I think it speaks a lot to these anxieties and burdens that we all go through. But it's more personal. You know, it's finding the will to clean your car when you're depressed. It's getting a haircut to prove that you're changing. It's being that shoulder to cry on when somebody else is having trouble pulling through. These are all universal experiences that existed, persisted, and will outlive the last two years. It's enduring music that you can listen to on a loop and be like, yeah, somebody gets me. And I think that's kind of what drew us to your music to begin with when uh, we were like, oh, yeah, we, we want to we talk to these guys. But before I get too deep into my feelings, Kaylin, you finally have that drink ready for us. I what do. are we drinking today? We're drinking what I'm calling Radiant Light. So taking the idea from the album, you know, finding light in life's darkness, persevering through those hard times and finding a spark, I wanted this colorful and bright album to be matched by this cocktail. So what I've got here is three quarters ounce Cointreau, one and a half ounces of cognac, one ounce of lemon juice, two tablespoons of mango jam, one egg white and tonic water. You're going to dry shake all the ingredients and then you're going to add the ice and shake until it's well chilled and then you'll strain into a chilled highball glass. And I've actually garnished this with some some edible sugar glitter powder. And when you put a black light on this cocktail, it actually becomes super fluorescent and glows. That that sounds so delicious. I'm seething with jealousy right now. Yeah, damn. (laughs) <laughs> we've got the ingredients y'all yeah. just have to make it here Boy. yeah <laughs> it's almost like you should have come over today i know <laughs> yes you sh- are you gonna send us the recipe yes. yeah um, absolutely yes we're gonna send cheers. it to zoe as soon as we're done here cheers everyone whatever you've got over there cheers cheers, cheers. Oh, i feel i feel bad now i wonder if this is how pedro felt every oh, single good. episode it's good that's a good one <laughs> mm. i don't try them until we sit down so i'm always like Hmm, this could go any way. It's always good. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Has it have you ever come out with a bad cocktail? I've made some bad things. I don't know that I've made a bad cocktail yet. Actually, no. Anthony could probably 
I've probably made some some questionable cocktails in the past, just not for the show. Yeah, I was about to be like, not on the air. <clears throat> we don't air those. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's just like we try it and we're like, okay, we got to can the episode. Sorry. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> The cocktail's bad. Everybody go home. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the fun part about being sort of this flavor artist, if you will, I'm, I'm, my background is actually in interior design and I bake a lot and I cook. So taking that and putting it all into kind of this liquid format is a lot of fun. And I think, you know, taking the colors and the textures as well as temperature and the science behind it, it's all really exciting for me. And I think sometimes I get a little bit away from like the list of crazy stuff that you put in it. You don't want to put too many things in a cocktail because then it's just kind of drowned out by too much noise. So I try to keep them simple. I try to focus everything on just sort of one sort of basic magical idea that I have to give it that extra spark, if you will. And I'm wondering, so what what really resonated with you about the album that you think we we kind of captured here? Well, I think that honestly being able to see the bright side in anything, you know, it's it's been a uh, life is life is dark. <laughs> and as the as your as your sad mixologist over here, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. I mean, there are days where literally I call my boss and I'm like, I can't today. I can't get out of the bed. But, you know, you throughout your morning can take these small steps and have good things happen and your whole day is not lost. Your whole life's not lost. You can still move on and still feel good. And I think that that's really a good place for us to start. When I was going through this, one theme that I noticed from Here Comes Everybody is this kind of sense of disaffection, not knowing who you are or where you belong and kind of reverting to autopilot. And if if I'm like kind of on base here, I'm wondering like, was that something, Caleb, that you were kind of stuck in that you eventually were able to find your way out of? Yeah, I think it's been the theme of late teens, early 20s for me. And that I noticed in a lot of people around me, like, I think it's like a generational thing. And I don't know if every generation deals with the same issue when it hits this part of their lives, but I think it's getting particularly difficult to have like a sense of community and identity. And those are things that I was scrambling for pretty hard for a long time, I think. Mm-hmm. And what do you think that it took for you to break through that? I mean, I'm pretty lucky to be in this band. I'd say that's probably the biggest part, biggest, most important community in my life, both just the four of us and then also the fans and all the other people that we work with, that's that very, very much gives us and me purpose and like something, something really amazing to sort of hang on to and strive towards. Yeah. Do your, do your fans, like this has been a norm, like this has been a recent thing I've been hearing about a lot of is the gifts that fans give. <laughs> like how often are y'all just like, that was a dumb gift, trash. And then how often are you like, oh my God, bracelet, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> We did a record store run like just before Here Comes Everybody came out back in June. And we got, because it's hard to give like people a gift, I guess, when you go into a show, but on that tour, because we were meeting people, we got so many great gifts. My favorite ones, there were some like amazing books. People like wrote, like took out out photos, made memes and like wrote these crazy things and a lot of food. That was great. Food's the best gift. Snacks to go home with after the signings. Cookies. Yeah. Cookies. Mm. Socks. Socks. Mm. You can never have too many socks. Some really great drawings as well. Yeah. Yeah. That portrait of you is amazing. Some of the books were just like these wild works of fiction where we were the main characters. Yeah. I really oh, they're like the... custom written books. 
Or yeah, like picture books, like drawings. Kind of like stuff. a cross between scrapbooking and like choose your own adventures. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> That's oh, adorable. Wow. Y'all have yeah. some great fans. I wish I had fans. <laughs> <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers fam, please don't hesitate to draw caricatures of us. And, and choose your and own adventures. Send Kaylin hugs. Yes. And put put a hug in a box and put that box inside another box and then mail that box to Kaylin. You guys gotta open up a P.O. box secure hug. We should do that. We should get a P.O. box, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Tunes and Tumblers, fam. Tumblies, we're getting a P.O. box soon. Send Get us, ready. Send us Christmas gifts. Send us alcohol to make drinks with. Oh. Is smart. that something is that legal? Are you I allowed don't... to send alcohol in the mail? Yeah. Okay. That's what how else weird over here. Like you can't send certain things between states because of like mm. post prohibition era. Like yeah. I know that people try to send beers from like Michigan has amazing beers, but you can't send them anywhere. I, oh. I think if it's like I think if it's like you order it from online, like those you know, like those wine advent calendars and stuff, like you could for sure send stuff. I think it's just a matter of like you can't just pa- package a bunch of bottles of wine. Or like, cans of stuff and expect that it's going to fly in an airplane and make it safe. It might explode. Box. Yeah, you can't take anything carbonated on a plane. It might explode a little. What What's a wine advent calendar? Is that like literally 25 bottles of wine sent out each day? It's, it's yeah. like... Are they're, they, sm- they're smaller. They're like glasses no. of wine, right? Actually, no, no, no. Uh, a friend of ours got like a full-on... It's like a big thing. It was an actual bottle of wine in each? How much does that go for? I don't know. Boozy- you have to wake up every morning and <laughs> drink a bowl of wine. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Just every single day. Jesus, it's got to be like $400. Uh, maybe. It's a good gift. Mm-hmm. Somebody send me one. How's that drink going? Oh, it's it's, it's good. good. We wish you were here. I keep, touching, I keep touching the garnish part, so then I have to lick my finger off because it's got like this. It's like a colored powder. Yeah, so the garnish I saw, it was a strip down the side of the glass. That mm-hmm. was, okay. It doesn't yeah, it's really... just a little landing strip. We didn't give the full V. It's just, you know. <laughs> Maybe we can do this again another time and we'll be there. Most certainly. We actually went and saw Barnes Courtney, who we interviewed. We saw him at his show and we actually brought a flask with the drink yeah, for him we, to we, try a shot of it. We, we went onto the <laughs> tour bus and we all took shots of his drink. It was nice. So come back to LA, do a show. We'll bring this in a flask for you. We genuinely will. Yeah, that's definitely right. I mean, egg doesn't keep that well, but we'll try. Yeah, we gotta, (laughs) we gotta make it, and then we gotta run and like set a timer. It's like a thirty minutes or less like pizza delivery thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's not hot when it, oh wait, if it's not cold when it gets there, don't drink it. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's delicious. Honestly, it's because of the the lemon juice and because. It's just got the jam for sweetening. So it's a very balanced level between sweet and sour. And it just, you know, like when you first crack open like a Sprite or like a lemon lime soda and it's just like that in instant, like in your nose kind of brightness to it. It's like that a little bit. Yeah, God. No, the first, there's nothing better than the first sip. Mm-hmm. I'll roll over. Crack a Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> if you crack a Sprite open, you'll get the exact same flavor. It's This is just recreated for long term. <laughs> <laughs> I think you bring up something really good though about like riding that line between sweet and sour. I think that's something that I kind of got a sense of when I was listening to Here Comes Everybody because these are bright and fun songs but also melancholy at the same time. It's like here are these things that we're all going through and we know we can push through them even if it's hard right now. I'm wondering if like 
these emotions that y'all were dealing with, were, were they like more prominent this time out writing than they were uh, writing your first album? I think COVID was like an amplifier of those and like it exacerbated things. For lots of people, there was so much time to reflect and become self-absorbed and, and like in good ways and bad ways. So I feel like for me, yeah, it was probably amplified. And also we, we also wrote this record sort of more of the intention of just writing an album, whereas the first one, Sunlight was written over like years and recorded over years, well before we had sort of intended to release it as a record. And so mm -hmm. I think that the fact that it was sort of spread out over that period probably meant that some of the ideas weren't as like condensed as with Here Comes Everybody. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it is sort of helpful for you to go through that process of writing this album and then going on tour and performing it to actually really face those things that you talk about in the album itself? No, I feel like I sort of touched on this like a little while ago with someone saying like, I think it's kind of nice and cathartic at the time, but it doesn't necessarily like address things in a meaningful way always. It can be just a reflection of what's happening and observations. But I think the process of like working through those feelings and changing is like a little more in depth than that maybe. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes it feels like it's having that impact. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Yet. Sometimes you don't really need the answers to just like get people in the mode of thinking about what they're going through, I think. I mean, the same is true of therapy. Like a good therapist isn't going to like straight up give you the answers. Yeah. Wait, That's what? Cool. Is that what you've been waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool to see no. how people ask if the songs are about a certain thing or like how they've interpreted them. They're not always like specific to what we were talking about. That's really cool. Like there's sort of a universal experience for a lot of people. And just to kind of get a sense, y'all are like early, mid-20s. You don't have to say your age on the air. Yeah, but Ash and I are 26. I don't care, do you? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. It's, <laughs> it's on Wikipedia anyway. <laughs> we, we nearly just turned 26. So we're, we're <laughs> Happy belated <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I'm 23 and Kieran's 12. 12? <laughs> well, it's a good thing we, we know that now so we didn't accidentally make him a drink. My idea was a fake. You guys should use real ideas for this. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't pulled our liquor license yet. They did, actually. We just kept going. But yeah, the reason I ask is because I think with young people especially, like this this gap of two years that we've got or that, that have just happened to us kind of like has robbed um, some people of like precious developmental time, like getting to know yourself outside of like, a lot of people are moving away from home for the first time and now they're like thrust into something that isn't natural and isn't that, that isn't based on anything that we've done before and that separates us from people. And I guess like I'm just wondering, do you notice that yourself? And if so, like, is there a way you think that through writing and being creative that we can get back to somewhere that we used to be? I feel like for me, I don't want to jump in here, but like community is like so important. Like Something that I didn't really realize until closer to that age I am now, like how, like that's something I really missed throughout COVID. Like you could work on yourself personally and you could create and write, but like having things that you did regularly with people and like feeling like you were always around something that you loved or people that you love and sort of getting that back post COVID has been really like pretty amazing and sort of realizing how much I missed that and how important that is. I was like, yeah. I had this moment, we went to Life is Beautiful a few months ago, and I remember I was like, I was on mushrooms, 
first of all, and I was watching Dermot Kennedy, and I just like had this moment of just breaking down crying, and like the only thought is, I miss my friends. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I realized like I have the past two years I have like hung out with nobody and I'm just like, I miss my friends so much. And I'm just like watching this dude just sing the most like heartbreaking laments. It was just like, it was another level. I mean, honestly, like just being an adult, you know, you have people in your life that their lives kind of start to move on a little bit into, you know, the settling down direction or going back to grad school or whatever it is, you know, everybody kind of has this path. And as we get older, we start to have different priorities. And I think that for me, during the pandemic, it was like all these people that I had been friends with in my early 20s or even mid-20s, they all have different lives that they're leading than what we did back then. You know, we hung out at bars. We went, you know, we went out at night. We did different things at that age. And I think that as we get older, we're doing different things. And those people may not be the same people that we want to do those things with anymore. And I think it's kind of interesting because I found myself at the beginning of the pandemic trying to figure out like, okay what type of people do I want to be friends with now that I can be selective about who I spend my time with? And I guess sometimes that choice is taken away from you because of, you know, people's differing life circumstances. Maybe someone has kids, maybe someone gets married, maybe you move. That's the the most existential thing for me is this, this problem of making new friends as an adult, especially during college. It's great because you meet everyone all the time. You're hanging out. You've got all these excuses to do fun things, but now that I'm 12 um, <laughs> and that's fun though as well in its own way it's just I resonate with what you're saying is basically what I'm saying I only get to see you guys yeah. I haven't seen anyone else in years <laughs> become a big fan of is dinner parties I think they are just a great way to find your community and connect with people in a, maybe a, a more casual way than going and getting I don't know going out and partying really hard or something like that I can't be doing that at this age. <laughs> Dinner oh, parties are much better. Yeah. Work really well for our friends who have full-time jobs when we're home mm. as well. Yeah, it yeah. works. Because sometimes when we're home, all our friends have grown up now. Yeah. We don't have a job when we're... We're kind of like little kids. <laughs> so wait, introverts or extroverts? What's what's your Myers-Briggs, y'all? God, I don't actually know. I think I'm, a, I think I'm ENTP. Thing. but i feel more like it i guess that means i'm an extrovert but that doesn't feel right ash and i are similar i think yeah we we love socializing but we need time to regenerate because we get highly stimulated <laughs> yeah <laughs> we get excited <laughs> do you just start do you just start wiggling and vibrating <laughs> i don't think i used to be as extroverted as i am now i think being in the career that we're in forces it out of you a little bit and in the last few years I think since I don't know late 2020 just felt like I need to be around people all the time which is weird Kieran often represents all four of us like very often so are we like this close to only getting to talk to Kieran (laughs) (laughs) yeah We're kind of getting close to the end of the interview portion, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the name of the album. I know it's the working title for Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, but I think it also speaks to the themes of the album. The struggles you talk about here are solitary ones, but they're things we all go through. Is there a reason why we often feel so alone in our pain, even when we're not? Yeah, I feel like people don't, people aren't open enough with what they're going through. Like, and, and then, 
on the other side of that, people don't know how to listen and be empathic about things like uh, that people are dealing with. It's like a two-way street, I think. And like something really cool about the writing the music that we write is that people sort of just have just blurred out what they've been dealing with because they sort of have felt like they've been heard and spoken to through our music. And so that sort of opens up this dialogue, which is really special because I don't think it's like a common thing to necessarily just tell the world how you're feeling, especially if you you don't even understand those feelings or they maybe they feel like shameful to you or something. So yeah, I think it's like people not being able to talk about it and also people not being willing to hear it. Yeah. I think like in my experience, being chronically online kind of does that too. There's almost like this parasocial quality to every relationship you have, even if you like know somebody. Like, I, I don't know uh, if y'all experience the same thing, but I'm like talking to people constantly on Instagram, but I'm like, is this a real social interaction right now? Do I feel like I'm more withdrawn than I usually am because I do this? I'm always more withdrawn with people on on social media. Like if somebody's texting me, but they're also having a conversation with me on social media, the social media conversation for me is just memes. Don't 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 try to talk to me about anything serious on there. Just send me memes. Just send me funny things. The way we talk to each other, like it's seldom like having a conversation on social media. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's just stupid shit or like throwing work shit. Response, like yeah. talking about stuff we need to dis- discuss. But otherwise, like the, our relationships exist almost exclusively. Like, so if someone else read it, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. I think it's probably because we just know each other so well and spend mm-hmm. so much time together. Yeah, yeah. It's really adorable. <laughs> like four peas in a pod. Totally. What kind of- <laughs> Snow, <laughs> Snow peas. <laughs> I love that. So to close out this little segment of, of our show, I kind of want to ask a question of the group like I always do. And this one, I was thinking a lot about pulling or pushing through depression, anxiety, difficult times. And I'm wondering, what gives you motivation when you're feeling disconnected or depressed? Anyone can take this. I hug my dogs. Uh, <laughs> the the two the two pugs, Nothing. not twelve. Push through. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. You just have to push through. Just let it happen. <laughs> That's it's a really harsh truth. Um, stoic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I. I think laughter, humor helps me a lot. I talk mm. to my friends or make my friends laugh. It's my family. That's always really good too. Um, I feel like we're in this position now as a band where there's always something exciting to look forward to. And that helps me a lot in terms of shaping my perspective on a lot of the things that seem to get me down realistically aren't that big a deal. I'm not at a stage where the problems in my life, and that's okay, and that's not to say that they are problems, but are affecting me in some drastic way that on the other side is like oh we're touring the united states that's affected me in a drastically positive way you know so it's like reframing things yeah relative to the exciting stuff that we have the privilege of doing that always kind of Mm -hmm. fixes me up look for the exceptions because there are always exceptions yeah i think i like capturing when i am in a really good headspace i like really taking note of it and being like this is what like it does things do pass and yeah this is like I'm noting to my future self when I'm going through something that it's gonna be like this again mm-hmm. like it will mm. what do I do I I try to just notice when maybe pushing through isn't 
like going to be the most effective thing I can do or isn't going to be the kindest thing I can do. I was thinking about this TikTok audio that I hear a lot where this guy is just like, if you're having a bad day, just give up. And at (laughs) first, like that sounds really defeatist, but he's just like, not every day has to be a good day. Sometimes the day is just for sitting in bed and taking care of yourself and looking forward to the next day. I'm like, that's actually really good advice. Um, I know that uh, psychologically speaking, that if you're depressed, continuing to do nothing will actually exacerbate the feeling and like having yourself do something else, even if it's hard, will help you push through. But at the same time, I do think that that thing can be you setting an intention to take care of yourself and just kind of like be like, now's not the time for whatever it is that I feel like I'm letting myself down about. It's easy for like, yeah, feelings of depression or anxiety to become feelings of frustration and feeling like, like what's wrong with me? Like, why am I like, why can't I get over this feeling? And like, that's counterproductive hugely. And it can lead to like judging yourself and feeling like, feeling like you're not good enough because like, why, why am I going through this feeling? Like I should like, no one else is feeling like this. This isn't normal. Mm. It's like when you make a huge thing out of it, you don't allow yourself to just sort of be okay with this is what I'm going through right now. You can definitely make it worse as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good place to leave this conversation. I'm almost done with my drink. So I think it's time that we played a game of hashtag mood. Who would like to play? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. You don't have to. Um, I actually have a thing for this. It is this. Thank you, as always, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that fantastic Hashtag Mood theme song. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Well, Hashtag Mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do right now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox where fans of the show, fans of Spacey Jane, fans of previous bands have sent us a ton of moods, things that they're feeling, things that have been on their mind. Things that that, uh, they've been ruminating on, we are going to take one of those and each of us will have the chance to pick one song that matches that mood to create the ultimate playlist for that fan. Drew has a couple picked out for us and I'm going to play them because he he got them uh, text-to-speech. Texted-to-speech? Sounds like a robot. Yes, this one first. Pineapples always at Pineapple Sushi Therapy. At Pineapple Sushi Therapy says, pineapples always. What is Pineapple Sushi Therapy? Yeah. Uh, they are a person who sent us this. Oh, but pineapples. Oh, that's a username. Right, right. right. So like Hawaiian pizza. Oh, is that what it's called? I've got a song for this immediately. <laughs> so do I. Kieran, what is it? Pork soda by Glass Animals. Yes. I was actually thinking Pineapple Lady by Mating Ritual. That was the one I was going to pick. I wanted to go first. <laughs> I have to come up with another one now. It, the song was actually about them getting peed on by someone. That's true. In a in a Riverside bar. Yeah. In the bathroom of a Riverside bar. I remember that. <laughs> in, a, in Australia, maybe it's here as well, there's like a phrase like um, getting a pineapple is like giving someone a serious dressing down for like fucking something up. 
essentially. Really? I've never yeah. heard of that. I've only ever heard you use that. That's my dad used to use oh. that. But it's a tra- it's a, in the trading world, I heard that a, a lot. A pineapple is $50. Yeah, um, true. It's colored that way. So yeah. huh. Our $50 is yellow. So yeah. I love pineapple. Pineapple is good. I like the fruit. I like money. I don't like money. <laughs> <laughs> just get, just get him the food gifts, not the money gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the pineapple. What, mm. um, I don't know what song I can add to. I can think of songs that have the word pineapple in them, but I'm not sure how to relate it to the concept of pineapple always. What's the pina colada song? Yeah, what's it called? What is that song, Anthony? Oh, man. It's the one that I knew about from the Shrek soundtrack. What? Who does that what's, one? So what's the theme again? It's pineapple always. Pineapple always. Uh, I've got a song. Oh, Fruit Salad by the Wiggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. I'm going to be uh, Not My Baby by Always the Band because I'm just stolen. It's not really matching Pineapple Always. But but it's yeah. matching Always. Yeah, that's right. All, all these. <laughs> all, all these. <laughs> I'm going to make a song. Pineapple Always. Yeah. <laughs> Is that oh, the new that's... Spacey Jane single? Yeah. It's, it's going to be a big hit. In Ohio. Wait, say that again. Remember that song, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen? Well, it's on the playlist now. Now I'm going to have to listen to it. Yeah. Apple Pen. It's called PPAP, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. I'm going to start calling my dog that PPAP. PPAP. Uh, God, you know what? I was trying to find something like tropical, something, uh, something pineapple related, but you know, I, I just like the sweetness of, um, of, of pineapple. There should be pineapple in this drink. Honestly, what about just sweetest pie by Megan the stallion and Dua Lipa? I think that's a good one for this. I think it's a good one. Pineapple upside down cake. It's not Mm. quite a pie. Cake, 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 cake. Maybe I'm struggling with this one. Oh, cake by the ocean. That's it. Cake by the Ocean, uh, DNCE. That's my pick. Love it. Yeah, I think you've done well. (laughs) Good job. Mine was the best, personally. Yes, I agree. I do not deny that. (laughs) Did everyone pick one? Do we have the perfect playlist now? I think we do. Quite chaotic, wasn't it? We kind of all just yelled stuff. (laughs) That's pretty much how the game goes, really. It's pretty much everybody just, it's a free-for-all. You just shout it. And we actually have one more here. <gasps> one more. That was sent to us earlier today by a very special person who you may hear more about in the future. Let's uh let's hit it, y'all. Why did I dream that I was taking selfies with Mike Tyson at Eric One underscore G? <laughs> what? That was, that was uh, just their their that Instagram was their tag. handle. At Eric One <laughs> underscore G. Wants to know why he's been dreaming about taking selfies with Mike Tyson. First, let me take a selfie. That's a good song. Oh. That's a great, that's a tune, isn't is that it? Is that Knife Party? No. no. Um, oh my God. I'm looking it up. Chainsmokers. Yeah. That's Chainsmokers. That was like yeah. their, their breakthrough hit. <laughs> the world was never the same. Um, I'm going to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll do next. If you think of like something psychedelic, I feel like. Well, maybe it's about that. It's something about the Hangover, the movie. Yeah, so I just thought of that too. <laughs> What's the soundtrack from that? I don't know. Dude, I'm gonna look it up. Let's find something from that. The I'm, only um, song I remember from that movie was when they're like coming down into Las Vegas on the highway, and it's just playing "Take It Off" by the Donnas, and he's like standing up. That's like that's my 
active memory of that movie. I try to do that every time I go to Las Vegas, but what they don't tell you is that highway's freaking long and you're going to have to listen to that song like four times all the way through to like make it to to the strip. That's not that's a, not good. We there's a band in Australia called Teenage Dads, they're great friends of ours. And occasionally they just play one song for an entire drive, like a nine hour drive. They'll just play one. Why would you do but yeah. For <laughs> oh my a bit. god, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it does, it's honestly scary. <laughs> that's psychopath shit. <laughs> I remember on the start of the regional tour, tour we listened to Mo Bamba about 15 times. <laughs> I think someone was getting really angry though. <laughs> Well, my my pick is One Night in Bangkok by Mike Tyson. What? He, One Night what? in Bangkok and the world's yours. He was a singer? I mean, he's Mike Tyson. What 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 doesn't he do? He does have a really funny show on Adult Swim. It's so good. Damn, it's basically it like Scooby Doo, but it's, it's called Mike Tyson Mysteries. It's animated. It's it's like a Remind me up. That sounds it's awesome. Really good. It's like a. It makes fun of like Scooby Doo. Basically, he and a ghost and a man stuck in a pigeon body and his adoptive daughter solve mysteries that get sent to them via carrier pigeon. What? Yes. Oh. And it's actually Mike Tyson doing the voice of Mike Tyson. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's epic. It's really I'm good. I'm gonna pick um, Joker and the Thief because that's <laughs> that's on the soundtrack. Yeah. That I, know I love that song. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to choose Nickelback's photograph for all the memes. Oh my god! <laughs> now, Kith, <laughs> look at this photograph. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um the main theme from Re- Requiem for a Dream, Lux Eterna by the Someone Strings Quartet. Oh that sounds very every yeah. yeah. That's just gonna be a unique song for the playlist for sure. Sometimes um, I, was, I was thinking about boxing, Mike Tyson, etc. And I feel like um, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys would be a really great training song. So, <laughs> it's a great choice. He's taking selfies with Mike Tyson and then he goes into a training montage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pump, pump and wait. This is a great playlist. We, hey, we, we've gone pretty weird with our playlist before. There was one time where a listener sent us a mood that had nothing to do with Christmas and we made it a Christmas playlist. <laughs> they're asking for it when they fix it. It's fair enough. Exactly. You gotta watch. You gotta be careful what you wish, wish for. Santa might deliver. Well, at Pineapple Sushi Therapy and at Araquan underscore G, both of your playlists will be on Tunes and Tumblers, Instagram and Spotify the Thursday after this episode releases. So go check them out. And if you listeners have your own mood, drop into our DMs on Instagram. Let us know how you're feeling or just check out our story. Or every, send Kaylin a hug. Or send Kaylin a hug. Every every week on our story, we will put out a call for moods when we book a band. You'll get to know who we're going to interview early and your favorite band may just get to playlist your mood. Anyway, I think it's time that we called it a night. I'm done with this drink. This bar is only open for an hour at a time once a week. Um, it's not a great business model. <laughs> no, we're not making any money yet. Good luck. We're working on it. <laughs> but before we close up shop, does anyone have any lingering thoughts? Do uh, Spacey Jane, do y'all have anything you want to plug? Uh, I want to plug the next time we come on this show because we're going to be in person and we're going to have that drink. Yeah. Yes. So, absolutely. Look, it's not hard because we don't really have 
any music coming out for a little while. I just want to plug Spacey Jane or in the concert. Y'all can just come to our to, to our Be home bar people. and hang out and have cocktails. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything tonight. Come on over. Wait. Drive to the valley from. <laughs> yeah, drive to the valley from Mid City during rush hour. I was actually just we'll see you at nine. I was actually just Mid City before I came home. I had to go to to surface. Well, shit. And get the uh ingred some ingredients. It's actually not far from where you're at. Ah. You should have dropped in. I should have. So, yeah. It's on me now. Today was a comedy of errors, and you know what? That just means you'll have to come back, or when we get our our uh our apartment in in Perth, we'll uh, have to invite you over. Still in, a comedy though. In Perth, Anthony, you got to say it right. No, I'm going to keep my American oh, accent. I had a coworker that that was from there, and I used to always be like, "Where are you from?" Perth, and he had <laughs> yeah, like really sorry, r- wispy blonde surfer surfer hair. He was basically just a combination of the four of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he wore Uggs when it was like 60 degrees out. As soon as it got too chilly, his Uggs went on. (laughs) Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, y'all, thank you for being here tonight. You know, I'm I'm sorry that we couldn't meet up in person. We're still salty about it, but that just means that we're going to have to meet up very soon. And for everyone, go listen to Spacey Jane. Here comes everybody. It's a great album. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Kaylin, if I wasn't a drinker, how could I have this drink without alcohol? <laughs> we usually have something prepared for this. Usually I do. Uh, today was a little bit haphazard. I mean, really, a lot of times what I tend to do is add in additional juices. So like instead of using just like a mango jam, you could actually do a mango puree, add a little bit more liquid. Your alcohols really, the spirits sometimes can be I don't know, like a special aspect to it that kind of has an effect later on, you know, as you you drink more, you get more intoxicated. Whereas, you know, if you're trying to drink something just for flavor purposes, you can mix things like grapefruit juice for, you know, yeah, a lot of alcohol flavors can be kind of replicated in juice format with citrus and with herbs. And I think for this one particularly, because I used Cointreau, you can actually add in orange juice. You can use mango juice and still use the mango jam in it. I think like adding a little, you had, you were onto something with the grapefruit, like a little bit of grapefruit in here for that tartness. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that would be so good. I see your mouth's watering over there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was trying to pinch Ashton for like 30 a, seconds. A mini wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing thumb wars underneath this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just arm wrestle well thanks again y'all it's been great no we just want to say thanks it's been, yeah, it's been really fun very fun and chill and cool yeah and awesome and sweet Aww. and, yeah, and sour mm. <laughs> it's hard to do interviews with so many people sometimes and this was nice oh yeah. thanks and thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. 
Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.